It's our first main slate with Coors Field involved, and we have aces as well. It's going to be an interesting dynamic. We will talk about plenty in just a minute, but Mike McClure, before we get to this Monday slate, we have other important things to talk about. It is Dong Chasers Day. If you've not seen it on Twitter, RotoWare has designed a beautiful Dong Chaser shirt. I'm wearing one right now. Mike, are you jealous? I'm definitely jealous. I am getting ready to place my order as soon as we finish this podcast. Outstanding. $5 from the sale of each shirt will go to Fantasy Cares to raise money to buy Christmas presents for little kids. Awesome cause. We are actually going to do a contest today on Twitter. I've posted a video. You respond to that tweet with your pick to Dong Tonight and the hashtag Dong Chasers. I will pick one winner from tonight to get a free Dong Chasers shirt. It's going to be awesome. Mike, you are not eligible. I am not eligible to win. That's unfortunate. But that's okay because I'm already buying my own shirt. That's good. That's good. Let's talk about this slate. So, shockingly, there's a game at Coors Field, and the top stack of the night in terms of implied run holder total is the Colorado Rockies. 5.5 runs, the only team implied to score more than five runs. Both sides have done a pretty good job of pricing these guys, maybe all but one of them, as if they're playing at Coors. How do you handle a Coors slate like this with a couple of aces on it as well? Yeah, so one thing that you have to do on this kind of slate is be prepared to build the Coors stacks and then also prepared to essentially fade it because of having the aces. Uh, but it's a little bit like the NBA in that you need to wait for lineup news because if we get situations where there are near minimum price salary guys that are hitting in the top five of lineups, it kind of forces your hand a little bit. Uh, so tonight's an interesting night. It's a little bit more like an NBA night than a baseball night. Uh, and it doesn't happen often, but it does happen like this in baseball season. Now, there are other offenses outside, of course. We'll talk about the Rockies plenty throughout this show. The Angels and Phillies, the other two highest projected offenses, both at 4.8 runs. I know we both like the Angels a lot tonight, Mike. Yeah, the Angels are, you know, they're tied with Philly for second at 4.8, but I, I do think that they should be the second best offense on this slate. Uh, it's really interesting to see. We have the Astros. They're facing Lance Lynn, not a great pitcher at this point in his career. And the Astros are not one of the top four in implied run total. Uh, so that's another situation where you could be getting the Astros at very low ownership. Obviously, it's only 34 degrees in Minnesota. They may not even play this game. Who knows? But if they do, this is a night to get very low ownership on the Astros. I like it. My contrarian stack for the night, they're implied to score 4.4 runs, so I don't know how contrarian this is. But I think the New York Mets in a very good matchup against Urania, uh, and they are almost universally undervalued. Jay Bruce, one of my favorite values of the day. I'll take the Mets as the contrarian stack of the day. Yeah, I like that a lot. I don't think a lot of people are going to own them. Uh, going to Miami is kind of seen as a nice pitching environment, uh, but it is a good matchup for them. Speaking of owning people, let's get to BVP. Joe Maurer, 974 OPS, four dongs, and 91 plate appearances against Justin Verlander. Are you moved? Uh, yeah, very. Um, you know, I have 91 plate appearances, man. You got that sample size there. See, the thing was, Joe Maurer was actually really good a long time ago. And so that yeah. might be part of it. Bryce Harper is the BVP that everyone will be talking about. 
1707 OPS, eight dongs and 46 plate appearances against Julio Tehran. I believe we had this discussion just a week ago. I said everyone's going to play Bryce Harper. You said everyone but me. You played Mike Trout instead. They both donged, so it worked out okay. Yeah, it's going to be the uh, similar drill for me tonight. I'm going to play Mike Trout over Bryce Harper, uh, and they'll probably both dong, and I'm not going to really get an edge, but I I don't know that I'm going to play Bryce Harper. You know, I if the Braves were smart here, I think they'd just walk him once or twice. Or every time. A couple of Coors BVPs, Nolan Arenado, actually a better OPS, 1773 in 21 plate appearances against Clayton Richard. And Chris Iannetta, the most expensive catcher on the DraftKings slate, 1274 OPS, two dongs in 20 plate appearances against Richard. I mean, both of those make a ton of sense. Both guys have essentially made their, I can't say Arenado made his living hitting left-handed pitching, but I, I think Iannetta kind of has at this point. Uh, makes a ton of sense, though. They both hit lefties well, and I will definitely have both of them tonight. Okay, on the other side, Carlos Gonzalez, 488 OPS, 13 strikeouts and 46 plate appearances against Richard. Brian Dozier, 535 OPS and 31 plate appearances against Verlander. Andrelton Simmons against one of the worst pitchers, Doug Fister. You don't want to have Simmons in your lineup tonight. Four for 26 with four Ks. That's not the reason why. The reason why is Fister's actually been pretty good against righties over the last couple of years. And then Jose Altuve. This one I know is going to matter to you a lot, Mike. Two for ten, three strikeouts against Lance Lynn. Oh, yeah, you can't play Altuve against Lance Lynn ever. Mike doesn't mean that at all. Let's take a look at the Dong Chaser standings, which unfortunately have not changed very much over the last couple of days. We are on a dongless streak for the entire contest, and it's gross, and it changes tonight. I can almost guarantee it changes tonight because you guys just took all the chalk. I am leading at 1664, Adam at 1500. Chris, 957, Mike, 686, and Scott White still dongless on the season and unhappy about it, frankly. Azer took Nolan Arenado at home against Aleffi. Really brave. Chris took Bryce Harper, the chalk pick of all chalk. Mike took Mike Trout because it was the only chalk left. And I took Cole Calhoun, 3,300. Cole Calhoun, 2,200 less than any pick from you three. Scott White took Trevor Story. Okay. Yeah. That may, that makes a lot of sense. I love your Cole Calhoun pick. Uh, I just, I, I had to go with my boy Mike Trout here. Getting him in this kind of environment is a, uh, a nice upgrade from everywhere he's played so far this season. So if, I like the spot for him a lot. And if we're looking at hitting environments, Texas is the second best of the day by far, right? The only place that it's not really cold and the wind's blowing out and it's a good hitter's park anyway. Yeah. It's clearly the number two hitting environment after Coors Field. Looking at the rest of the weather, not a ton out there. It does look like a chance of light rain in both Washington and Baltimore. They're pretty close to each other if you're not a uh, geography major. I don't think it's enough to avoid Scherzer. It's definitely not enough for me to affect the hitters, but we may have to wait a little bit longer in terms of analyzing Scherzer's chances of getting a delay. Yeah, no, we're, it is a situation to monitor, uh, you know, being as cold as it is and uh, with, with the wind there. I mean, not the wind, the uh the precipitation um, at this point in the day, I'm not too worried about it, but we will monitor it this afternoon. Uh, the only thing that I'd be really kind of worried about is that Minnesota game. Uh, I know they're used to the cold weather there, but at, uh, at 32 degrees, I could see that game potentially getting postponed. That would be bad, but I don't know how 
Like, I'm not really sure how excited I am to play the Astros in that cold anyway. They don't play very many games a year in weather like this. Yeah, no, I, I mean, honestly, for me, I think my interest lies with Justin Verlander. Uh, you know, pitching in those kind of conditions is pretty favorable uh, just because offense is not it's not ideal to try and hit the baseball in 32 degrees. Let's talk about the top pitchers on the slate. As we as we mentioned at the top, like normally on a Coors slate, you're just trying to find that cheap pitcher, maybe two on DraftKings, so you can just stack Coors up. But we've got Scherzer against the Braves. We've got Cindergaard against Miami and Verlander against Minnesota. And I'd even throw Zach Godley in there at San Francisco, an outstanding environment against Derek Holland. How would you rank those four starters? Uh, at this point, especially if you're looking on FanDuel pricing, uh, Scherzer's got to be the clear number one. Uh, there's just not a large enough gap in price between the other two. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm saying Scherzer, Syndergaard, and Verlander are the clear class of the field this week or today. Uh, so it'd be Scherzer, Syndergaard, then Verlander for me, uh, kind of how they're priced on FanDuel. Uh, but I do think Zach Godley is really close because of the price difference to being equal to someone like Justin Verlander tonight. Yeah, I almost think that on FanDuel, Godley might have higher ownership than any of them. Yeah, it's possible. Um, you know, it just really depends on what people are going to try to do with this Coors Field game. Uh, I mean, I think at Coors, Nolan Arenado is the guy you want to prioritize over anyone. Uh, so I think that if that's the case and they're going to look to try and play Bryce Harper, uh, you're going to have to play Zach Godley to even have any chance of making that work. So I, I do agree that he will be Probably higher. He'll be higher owned than Verlander and Syndergaard for sure. Maybe equal to Scherzer. I don't know what the ownership will be on these guys, so I have two options for my contrarian pitcher of the day. One, John Gray at home. People don't like course pitchers for good reason. It's a very bad place to pitch, but he kind of owns the Padres, and they're not very good right now, so I kind of like Gray. And then the other one I think you'll be more in favor of is Jake Junis. At home with the wind blowing in, temps in the 40s, and Seattle minus Nelson Cruz coming to town. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, there's a, a chance that I might actually go see that game tonight. Uh, I'm back in Kansas City right now, so I'm uh, pretty, very interested there. Um, I think both guys are fine. Um, you know, probably a little necessary on DraftKings too, if you're trying to pay up for some of those guys. Uh, one other cheap pitcher that we haven't mentioned that I like is Miles Michaelis for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, just really favorable pitching conditions for him at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Uh, Milwaukee is going to be without Christian Yelich, uh, which certainly improves that matchup for him as a right-handed pitcher. Uh, so I think he's someone you should consider. Uh, at 6K on FanDuel, you can definitely stack up the Coors Field game. And he also is relatively cheap on DraftKings if you want to pair him with someone like Scherzer. Yeah, it's really interesting because on FanDuel, he's quite a bit cheaper than Junis. On DraftKings, Gray's 7,900, Michaelis is 73, and Junis is 7,000. So you're not really getting a lot of savings by playing Michaelis. Would you still rather play him than Gray or Junis? Um, I, I think it's really, really close. Um, you know, if you're looking for ownership, I think that John Gray might be the play, just because I don't think that many people are comfortable playing a starting pitcher at Coors Field. Uh, it's still a great matchup for him. He's, you know, he, he really has figured out a way to be effective at home. Uh, and I, I don't think it's something that, you know, he hasn't pitched there yet this season, but it's not something that he's really forgotten how to do. So I, I'm comfortable using him there. Um, and, you know, on DraftKings, I would probably play Junis just above him. 
But on FanDuel, you know, looking at that pricing there, it definitely stands out at 6K as a good value. And then I'm just going to die on this hill, I guess. But Garrett Richards is still too cheap on DraftKings. 6,700 in a matchup against Doug Fister. It's not a good hitting or a good pitching environment tonight, but I still think that price is too low. Oh, it's definitely too low. I will have Garrett Richards in a couple of my lineups tonight. I just, I don't see any way that you avoid him at that price because frankly, the talent level that he has, like he should be $8,000 on DraftKings tonight, even in, te- at, in this matchup at Texas. Uh, he's just simply too cheap. I'm going to play him. Okay, let's run through the hitter positions. If there's a big differentiation between FanDuel and DraftKings and how you're looking at the position, let me know. I'll give you the, the early guys I'm looking at, and you tell me where I'm wrong, Mike, because I know that you uh, enjoy doing that almost as much as Chris Towers does. The three catchers that I looked at at the start of the day, obviously, if you have the money, if you're going cheap, at starting pitcher, Chris Iannetta deserves to be the most expensive catcher on the slate. He's at home in cores against a lefty that gets crushed by righties, and he crushes lefties. It makes sense. I think if you're going cheap, Drew Butera against another lefty is not a terrible option. And then in the mid-range there, I, I like whichever catcher starts for the Phillies. Okay. I uh, I agree with Iannetta being the top guy for sure. Um one guy, it's kind of a value pick that I like. I like Tucker Barnhart a little bit. I think that the, well, you didn't really mention him with the stacks, but I do think that the Reds are kind of sneaky in this game. Uh, it's not a terrible hitting environment. I mean, I know the weather may not be ideal in terms of temperature, but overall it's not a bad environment. So I will have some interest in Tucker Barnhart depending on what value opens up there. Um, and then, uh, you know, outside of that, you know, I still like Austin Hedges if he's in the lineup against John Gray at 3,200. It's a pretty fair price on DraftKings. Uh, you know, just a way to get a little exposure to that Coors game if, you know, depending on what strategy you're taking. Uh, so those are probably the guys I'll be using. It'll be Hedges, Ionetta, Tucker Barnhart. Probably those are my top three. And I just hope that Tucker Barnhart's in the lineup. They have really kind of gone two days on, one day off with Mezzarocco getting in there as well. This should be a spot for Tucker Barnhart. I agree. But if Mezzarocco's starting, eh, I don't, I don't know if he has anything left at all. At first base, obviously Ian Desmond is very, very much in play. He's a lot more expensive on DraftKings where the adjustment for the park seems to have been a little bit larger. I think Paul Goldschmidt and Joey Votto are both going to be un- underowned and Votto's simply too cheap on DraftKings. Yeah, Votto is way too cheap on DraftKings. I highly recommend just putting him in your lineup there. Uh, I, for a second, had Joey Votto as my Dong Chasers pick today. Um, the, you know, I went ahead and went with Mike Trout, but Joey Votto in terms of, you know, we talked about it last week a little bit with expected weighted on base average. Joey Votto's actual Woba so far this season is 222. Joey Votto is not a 222 weighted on base average type of player. His expected Woba hasn't been great at 355, but that's about the minimum that you should expect from Joey Votto at any time. Uh, he's, you know, one of the top 10 in terms of the largest differential between weighted on base average and expected weighted on base average. So definitely expect Joey Votto to really start improving, get things going here. And this matchup is one that I think that it's really difficult to ignore him, especially on DraftKings. We've locked him into the DraftKings lineup. And just immediately, I see that we've got an issue. Because on DraftKings, we're starting out with our two Dong Jasper's picks, Trout and Calhoun. We've got Joey Votto at first, Tucker Barnhart at catcher, just because I'm trying to be cheap. I don't think we want to make a lineup without Nolan Arenado at third. You agree with all those things, right? 
Yes, Nolan Arenado must be in your DraftKings lineup, I think. So we, for second short and the outfield, one outfield spot, we only have 29.66 remaining per player if we play Scherzer and Junis. Yeah, you uh, you need some value tonight. Um, you know, we we can do it. There's you're going to turn into a little bit of a red stack if you do this. But Scooter Jeanette, second base, uh, pretty cheap on DraftKings. I think he's one of the best values on that site. That's thirty two hundred. We're we've still got an uphill climb to get there. We'll 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 come back to that. But it's just something to keep in mind. We really need to focus on value, or we're going to have to go away from Scherzer. One of the two. Second base, I mean, the obvious choice is DJ LeMahieu. I like Cesar Hernandez in his spot. And as Drupal Cabrera is underpriced, especially on FanDuel. Uh, yeah, I agree with you 100% on Drupal Cabrera. Uh, I don't think people are going to own him. I think he's, frankly, he's underpriced on DraftKings as well. Uh, probably not going to play him over Scooter just for what it's worth there. But he is underpriced at 3300 on DraftKings. Uh, he's definitely in my top five at the position. Um Cesar Hernandez, while I like him, uh, he's kind of got the opposite thing going on of uh, Joey Votto in terms of expected weighted on base average. Uh, so I expect him to really kind of cool off and regress back to where he should be. Um, his actual weighted on base average so far this season is 404, and his expected Woba is 301. That's not great. Uh, which is a really, really large gap for a player that isn't exactly a power hitter. Um so I, I would expect that to certainly regress back into the low to mid 300s, which is not horrible still for him. But I, you know, we don't expect him to be a 404 Woba guy the rest of the season. No, no, certainly not that. Uh, at third base, we said it already. It's Nolan Arenado. You're playing Nolan Arenado. Put Nolan Arenado in your lineup. Any questions? <laughs> yeah, no. Nolan Arenado's got to. I, I, I really think he's the guy to prioritize. Um, Honestly, just, you know, you know he's going to be chalk, but if Arenado double-dongs tonight, it's going to be pretty tough, pretty tough to win without him. The, if you're going to try to win without him, the two values that I saw that I liked on DraftKings, Travis Shaw, on FanDuel, Mike Franco. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with both of those. I guess the third guy, if you, like, look, if you're trying to get a little contrarian, you're not saving a ton of money, uh, Manny Machado could maybe do it. If Arenado has the so for four game, Machado could double dong against a left-handed pitcher in a good hitting environment or decent hitting environment. Uh, so Manny Machado is someone that I won't completely discount. Speaking of Manny Machado, on short at shortstop on DraftKings, I would expect Trevor Story's ownership is going to be up there. That makes sense. I would much rather have Manny Machado at home against a lefty for just one hundred dollars more than Trevor Story against Clayton Richard. And I would expect Story's ownerships higher. Yeah, I would expect Story's ownerships higher too, uh, but I would certainly prefer Manny Machado straight up to Trevor Story tonight. Okay, but we can't do that unless we get rid of Max Scherzer. What we have to talk about, I guess, is the hope that Pat Vileka is going to be in the Rockies lineup. Yes, if Pat Vileka is in the Rockies lineup, he is your one free square tonight, besides Nolan Arenado, I guess. He's the free value square. Uh, you absolutely have to play him on DraftKings at 2,800 if he's in the lineup. And I expect him to be in the lineup against a left-handed pitcher. Uh, he's had a lot of success against lefties so far in his career, and this is a spot where it would absolutely make sense that he would be in the Rockies lineup. So Machado over Story. Um, I like Rosario. I think he has a pretty good value and, again, could be a part of that Mets stack, especially if he's hitting ninth and you can just go nine one two three or nine one two three four. I think that's a good option. At outfield... 
Cole Calhoun and Jay Bruce are both way too cheap. Yeah. Uh, Cole Calhoun, definitely someone that I'm going to be interested in. Uh, another guy, uh, Jesse Winker for the Cincinnati Reds. Again, it's turning into a red stack, but at $3,000, he represents the number two overall value in the outfield right behind Mike Trout. And yes, I have Mike Trout as the number one value, even at $5,500. That is phenomenal. We are going to have to change the lineup up just a little bit, but we did put something together over here on DraftKings. And we may give you a special bonus lineup because after all, it is Donk Chasers Day. We will, we're going to have to drop down from Tucker Barnhart. I'm plugging in Drew Butera now. It's very possible you'll find a different catcher that you really like in that $2,600, $2,700 range once we see who every, who all is playing today. But then that leaves you a choice. We couldn't quite afford Scooter is why I had to do that. So I'm going to give you some names, Mike, all less than 3400 at second base. You've got Jonathan Scope against a lefty. You've got Whit Merrifield against a lefty. You've got Red Hot Joe Panic. You've got Scooter, and you've got Astruble. Who is your choice there? Uh, for me, it's Scooter just because I, I like the Reds a lot, and I think it makes sense to have someone near Joey Votto in the lineup there. Um, you know, I like a lot of those guys, honestly. They all rate pretty well, even Whit Merrifield. Um, but for me, at this point in the day, it's going to be Scooter. So it is a Red stack. It's Junis and Scherzer. It's Butera, Votto, and Scooter. It's Nolan Arenado, Pat Valaika. We hope he's in the lineup. If he's not, you've got $200 to play with, and you can move some other things around at other points in the lineup. It's Trout, Calhoun, and Winker. Now, I want you to tell me who your favorite starting pitcher is on DraftKings that's less than $10,000. And we're going to try to make the offense part of this lineup a little bit better and take Scherzer out. All right. Um Honestly, if we're taking Scherzer out, I'm fine either with Zach Godley or dropping all the way to Garrett Richards and really loading up the offense. Let's try Jake Junis and Garrett Richards. No one is going to have that pitcher combination tonight. Like, it's just not going to happen. Well, somebody, well I'm going somebody to, but, and nobody besides me. Okay, so I think immediately we would just put Chris Iannetta in at the catcher position. And we've still got about 4,600 left to play with. In in this lineup, when you're going with those two pitchers, do you have to play Bryce Harper? Uh, I don't think you have to play him because, I I mean, sure, he's got a very high floor and he's got upside, but I don't know that you have to play him. Well, what if uh, I told you we could play Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Cole Calhoun, Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado, Joey Votto, Chris Iannetta, and Scooter Jeanette? Then I would say let's... Bryce Harper in that lineup. Let's, let's play that lineup. <laughs> so again, that's Junis and Richards as your starters. Ionetta, Votto, Scooter, Arenado, Machado, Calhoun, Trout, and Harper. That's a Dong Chasers lineup, Mike. That is a Dong Chasers lineup. I like that lineup a lot. Um, I'm hitting enter right now as we speak on DraftKings, and I will not change that lineup. I'm definitely going to play it in contests tonight. Okay, and we've got Salary Crunch over on FanDuel as well. Scherzer, more of a must-play on FanDuel. The question is, can you play Scherzer, Arenado, and Trout? I'm not so sure that you can. Right now, I've plugged in Scherzer as Drupal, Arenado, Pat Valaika, Calhoun, and Trout. We have three spots left and only $2,000, the minimum, for all three spots. That does not seem like a sound strategy. Uh, no, it's not going to work uh, work out for us today. Um, you know, We're, we're going to have to either... Drop Mike Trout, or we're going to have to drop Max Scherzer. Um, 
Well, I think, no, I think, I think Trout and Calhoun are in because they're our Dong Chasers pick and it's Dong Chasers Day. Yes. So we've got to drop Arenado or Scherzer. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, I, I think that you probably drop Max Scherzer just because there are other options at, at pitcher today. Um, you want to build a Zach Godley lineup at 8,400? Yeah, I think we should build a Godley lineup today. Okay. So that now, now we have 2,900 remaining. That's a much better place to be. Yeah, it's way more realistic to actually get this done. That's uh it, it was going to be very very difficult. If you find a way to get a Scherzer, Trout, Calhoun and Arenado lineup in there tonight, uh nice job to you. Yeah, I mean it can it, I I think that the options will open up to where it can be done. I just don't think it'll probably be a very good lineup. Right. So, we need a catcher slash first baseman. Uh Joey Votto not quite cheap enough over on FanDuel to make this lineup work. Is there anybody in the $3,000 range or less that you really like at catcher slash first? Um, you know, at this point in the day, probably not someone that I'm just like absolutely have to have. Okay, then let's find uh, a cheaper outfielder and we'll come back to first base. Okay. That, I, I think that that makes a lot more sense because uh, that, that position where it's catcher and first, it really does kind of depend on what happens with the lineup spots tonight. Right. So looking at outfield, who who do you like under 3,000 in terms of value? Uh, well, we've already got Calhoun in there, who I think is a must. Um, and then the, the two guys that stand out, Jesse Winker, who we used from the Reds on DraftKings at 2,800. And then Manuel Margot for the Padres, 2,200. If he's in the lineup, uh, potentially could even be leading off. He is 2,200. Uh, really nice way to get exposure to Coors Field. Probably a must play, I guess, if he is actually leading off tonight. Oh yeah, I think, I think if he is leading off at cores and that cheap, you would have to consider him. That leaves us 3,700 for catcher first base if we put both Margot and Winker in, which I don't think is a terrible idea. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a fine strategy at this point. Um, and you know, if you do that, you can get more exposure to Coors Field with Eric Hosmer at 3,700. I like it. I like it a lot. Or you can drop down Joey Gallo on FanDuel, underpriced, just 3200 Uh In a okay matchup, I wouldn't do that in a Garrett Richards lineup. Like, I don't think Richards is going to be perfect, though. He's just underpriced. So on FanDuel, we've got Godley, Hosmer, Cabrera, Arenado, Velika, Calhoun, Trout, Margot, and Winker. That's going to do it for the Dong Chasers Day edition of the Sportsline DFS podcast. Remember, get at Mike and I on Twitter, at Heath Cummings SR, at Mike5754, with your Dong Chasers pick for tonight. Remember the hashtag Dong Chasers. We'll pick one winner tomorrow, and then go to Rotoware and just buy the shirt. It's awesome.